2: Welcome to the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood. Screen name Kirk Dees, here with the two rich guys, I think. One, certainly, for sure. I know someone just took down 100K in here, and then another one had a a pretty good NBA night the other night, too, I saw. So uh, I feel poor right now. Um, What's going on, fellas? JSU Rab, John Surabian, and Brett Harfield, Killaby2482.
3: Not much. It's going all right. Like, uh, yeah. Grinding these NBA in the NBA streets is, uh, I mean, I love it. There's no better sweat than NBA, but we, we got some week 11 to break down here, fellas. Like, I just, I feel shitty that we don't get to talk about the monster game, but, um, regardless, I think this is still a pretty sexy slate. Um, I think a great tournament slate. Uh, if you love building multiple lineups, um, I think the chalk play is going to be spending up at running backs and going cheap wide receivers. So I think the inverse of of doing that is going to be uh, the way to go if you want low ownership this week.
4: Yeah, I think the problem is that they priced up a lot of guys on DraftKings, um, especially like the wide receivers. Like Corey Davis is finally like where he should be, you know, uh, price-wise around $5,600. They're starting to price some of those guys up um so it'll be interesting the builds this week but other interesting part is we're missing a ton of studs like Brett said we're missing a bunch of good players you know Todd Gurley not on the slate Pat Mahomes you know Tyree Kill um Kareem Hunt those type of guys so it'll be interesting I, I think this slate like Brett said is an awesome G V P slate just because of that fact where there's not those like go-to guys um that have been playing every week so should be uh,
2: should be interesting. All right, this is not how I wanted the show to begin. I want, I want you <laughs> to a, well, b, a talk about your NBA hit. Like you know, like let's people want to hear people up. want. That's a that's a huge score. Like you gotta at least what'd you play? You only had three lineups, right? You yeah, told me. I had
4: so I had three lineups. Um, so two of them were actually very similar in the way that I I really went after the Brooklyn-Minnesota game. Um, It was my favorite game actually going into it. I had in place, you know, there were guys that were injured or not sure if they were going to play. So I had in place ways I was going to go to pivot if they were ruled out for whatever reason. Guys like Jeff Teague. Um, I assumed that uh, Hollis Jefferson and Ed Davis were going to get a bump if Jared Allen was out, I did play them both in one of my lineups. I played Rondé Hollis in two uh, two of the three lineups, though. And I played Ed Davis with Hollis Jefferson and D'Angelo Russell in another lineup. Um, Somehow avoiding the Levert. Like, how does he avoid the Levert when he's yeah, stacking that game? So, so I mainly just – it was
2: mainly oh, – like That was the night I had Levert? And yeah, always, that was the night you had
4: Levert. That was the yeah. night you
2: loved Levert. Uh, all right, go ahead. Sorry. Yes,
4: yeah, all right. Um, so yeah, and then I just I loved Jeff Teague. I, it was a pr- it was a price play by far forty five hundred. It was just absolutely. Yeah, I don't know but, how he wasn't a hundred percent owned.
2: Yeah, so you like, had like a pretty chalky, like you had like the chalk value, right? You had Jeff Teague, boy. who was like a great, like announced at like Derek Rose sat out, right?
4: Yeah. So and Jeff then, Teague.
2: And you like a set game stack?
4: Yeah. And what I did was I had, um, in one lineup, I had three Brooklyn guys. It was uh, Hollis Jefferson, Ed Davis, um, who had ownership, you know, we're like in the 25 to 30s in ownership, but then D'Angelo Russell was 2% owned. Yep. So I had him, and- he had 50. And yeah, yeah Levert six, was yeah. gonna
2: have that 50. I just want to let you know it was gonna well, be Well,
4: even with LeVert, D'Angelo Russell started like five for five from the three point line. So, you know, it was going the game was going well for him regardless. So, I mean LeVert was having an okay game too, but um, yeah, it was it was more just I kind of had a I had a lot of chalk, but I had two or three guys like Kevin Durant, who were like 10% owned. I thought he was the best player on the whole slate. I thought he was going to be like thirty percent owned, and I was getting him at like ten percent. Um, you know, I had towns who was chalky. Like, um, yep.
2: well, uh, congratulations, and he- yeah, that's a that's a six score. Um, that's what we all play for. So, congrats again to you. I think that's your second one since we've been doing the pod.
3: Um, I keep buying houses
4: over there
2: yeah man buy me a house give me a give me like an apartment or something you know something like that. <laughs> right next
4: to, right next to a house of mine I'll you be in I'll apartment. be
2: in your outhouse or something you know like, <laughs> I can so, walk the dogs mow the lawn stuff like that you know no no
3: dogs not yet no dogs all you're gonna hear is like uh Chris just like screaming like all those plays that end up blowing up like he's just gonna <laughs> Oh no! So like, so that well, night
2: I, I I made an import error the other night, and uh, it's oh yeah. weird, But who cares? Okay, so anyway, we're on to week eleven. Um, but also part B, what I wanted to say was I think that we smashed the pod last week, right? Like combined, like I don't know, I didn't smash from my own week standpoint because I always end up changing. But like I think we've we were definitely on a bunch of really good plays, right? Like I was on DJ, um, Brett was. All about Mariota and Corey Davis um, and uh, JSU. Who was your Who was your best one? I mean, I like, I had Brandon Cooks and Tyreek Hill. As yeah, Tyreek. That was the that was a, that, that was yeah. a huge, monster one. So I hope yep. some people played those picks. But we're gonna we're gonna do it again this week. So yeah, we got a big slate. So what what are looks like at quarterback? I usually start there. So what what are we thinking? At least from like a, who do who do you think is gonna be like the chalk right off the bat?
3: Yeah. Um, I I feel like there might be a few guys popping for like, I don't think chalk is going to be very chalky uh, at quarterback this week. There's not like one guy I think that really stands out. Um, I do think cam possibly at 6,200 will be the most own. But yeah, I mean, I I can see Drew Brees garnering quite a bit of ownership. Uh, There's, I think there's just a lot of different guys that, are going to be right around 10 to 12 percent. I don't think there's going to be a major quarterback that goes above 15. Uh,
4: take a picture of the first three guys, uh, Breeze, Wentz, Newland. Those are the guys that people are going to roster. Um, I think Breeze is going to be the highest owned of them. Uh, Wentz will probably be right after him. Uh, Wentz and Newland will be right after. Um, so I think really those are the only three. I don't know how, like, Chalky, they'll be like, will they be twenty percent? I don't know. Maybe Breeze is, maybe Newton. I don't know, but I don't think anyone gets like higher than that. I think those are definitely the three guys that people are going to target. Though everyone yeah, that, else is pretty much going to be lower on.
2: There's a lot of ways to go too. We also got some like decent cheap, cheaper plays that are in play. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to chuck it. Um, he's in play. Like we can talk about. Is it? Could this be the one week of the entire season where Noodle Arm Eli Manning actually is is a decent play? Um, Dak Prescott, you know, could potentially
3: quarterbacks in great spots.
2: Yeah, Mariota. Like, there's a lot of like good good plays in there. But um, yeah, so Man, you're missing
4: your boy, I, I, Andrew Luck. Yeah,
2: come on! You, yeah. you gotta throw him in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, and then uh, from for running backs, the uh, the I mean, David Johnson. I it's like we missed the boat. Like last week was the time to get in, but like he's gonna smash again. It's it's full throttle. This is he's back. He's getting the usage. They're designing him plays for him in space. He's got Oakland. Um, he's going to smash again. Um, looks like we can do a bounce back Dion Lewis. Zeke is probably going to be the chalky is going to be extremely chalky, right?
3: Um, I don't have Zeke as being, uh, highly chalky. Do you guys like, I'm looking at just kind of like uh, different ownership, uh, areas. Uh, I think because of his price being at 8,500, um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be up there, but I, I, I would like Saquon over uh, Zeke if they are going to be similar ownerships.
4: I'd rather Yeah, I think, think Elliott's going to be uh, chalkier. Uh, okay. I think people saw what he did last week, kind of recency bias, and then the matchup against Atlanta. Yeah. People got to mm-hmm. remember, like, Zach Martin did go down with another knee injury. Um, so that's something to, like, keep in mind. I like Zeke way – less if Zach Martin is not on that field like it, it, that makes a huge difference to me like yeah he's still a good play but his price is at 8500 I'm with Brett that like I mean like Barkley uh Kamara uh David Johnson I think like David I think, David, I, think of, I think David Johnson's great chalk uh to
3: buy yeah. I just I don't know about Zeke at 8500 I mean to pay that price tag on an offense overall that's Legitimately not that great, and you know uh ownership's going to be high because of his of what he did last week. I think there's just so many good elite running back plays that I'd rather pivot off of uh, that Zeke play.
2: You're you're the cash guy, though. He's got he definitely has a high floor in this game.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll still have exposure there for sure in cash. Um, it's just I, I like I like Saquon just as much, if not more. Uh, they have a higher implied. Um, I would take Kamara
4: just, straight up over him, Elliot.
2: Okay, so let's talk about that game. I, I kind of worry about that game a little bit, um, just because. So the 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 secondary is just in. Yes. They have nobody yep. for Philly. I don't. I just see them getting absolutely blown out. So they're going to play zone because that's what they did in their last game when everyone went down. That's what they just had to do. So they're just going to give up yardage, 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 and it's there's just going to they're just going to they, hope that they can stop them before like in the red zone, but it's not going to happen. And uh, I just see the Saints run, just pounding this team, to be honest with you. So I'm a little worried about the blowout factor. I think Kamara is going to go absolutely berserk in the beginning. I worry if it's going to be like that second-half Ingram game. Just my own, my own thoughts. I,
3: I, like, I like the Kamara call because I, th- I think if people pay up, they're not going to be paying up for Kamara. Um, but you do fear the, the Philadelphia defensive line still for running the ball. And Kamara, you know, you want Kamara touches to be catches. And and we know, obviously, um, uh, like Kirk said, uh, or Chris <laughs> said, that uh, you have the three top cornerbacks from the beginning of the year all out. You have the safety Rodney McCloy out. So I, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of passing, which should uh, lend to Kamara coming out of the backfield, uh, getting catches. So really like this spot for Kamara also. Um, I love, actually, I wrote down, my favorite uh, my, my favorite stack probably this week is going to be the, the Saints stack. And I think Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, and Kamara, uh, those three guys, uh, you can pick two out of three. I probably will not go all three of them, but pick two out of three and then, uh, yeah, go, go from there. I'll yeah, tell you this.
2: Michael Thomas is going to smash in the first half for sure. And we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm even toying with the idea of playing the Saints D, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. how crazy yeah, is it crazy it
3: it's 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 tough it's tough because like if uh if the saints defense has like a gpp winning day right that's usually taken a, a few touchdowns away from your offensive guys um i mean usually there's one defense every uh every week that has two touchdowns so that's the only thing that i, I worry about if i'm stacking well that's uh, what i'm time.
2: saying i'm kind of worried about this game i'm Kinda of, I'm I'm worried about this game. I know it's like the go to game. It's the the, pad, the two passing offenses and uh you know. So do you like anyone from the other side? Is that what you're saying? I don't.
3: Uh, oh really? I, I like the other side too because you have a Saints team that stuffs the run. Uh they're I mean they, they filter towards the pass too. So the only issue though is the Eagles like trying to project, uh, project their wide receivers. You had uh, Golden Tate that stepped in. Uh, they, they had a bye week on Golden Tate's first week back, and then he only plays 18 snaps uh, last week. So I don't know where to go as a wide receiver because can we project that Golden Tate will see 50 60% of snaps? I'm probably avoiding him, obviously, regardless, uh, but I think Nelson Aguilar makes sense uh, bringing it back. I don't know how chalky he will be, but um, – Based upon uh, his last week's usage, he saw almost every single snap. And even if Tate does move into the slot, Aguilar's been playing a lot out wide.
4: So so I, I, think, I think what happened was, and Doug Peterson came out and said it, was he wasn't comfortable having Tate running running out there on the up-tempo offense. So when they were going hurry up, Tate was not on the field because he said he wasn't comfortable with them out on the field when they were going up tempo and they went up tempo a lot in that game. So I think that's one of the reasons why you didn't see him. So this could definitely be another game where they go up tempo for a lot of the game. So you might, he might play a a little more snaps this week, but I can't see him playing a lot more snaps if they end up getting behind.
2: All right. So we're, we're all, I'm, I'm I like totally like on different wavelengths with everyone. So that's interesting. Cause I think this is a golden Tate, like he's the one guy on the Eagles that I actually am interested in. I just think with a little bit more time uh, to learn the offense um, they got him for a reason. This is the like PJ Williams is the worst is the weak spot on the Saints secondary. And so golden Tate, this should be a, a, a you know, a prime spot for him. And I think no one's going to want to go there. So I think like this is, this is like the perfect, like bounce back, low ownership, lower ownership spot where he still has all that upside that we kind of thought he had last week.
3: Yeah. If he sees like North of like 60% snaps uh, at 5,500 running, because he is going to run routes in the slot and that's where you want to attack the saints. So um, I'm, I'm all about it. If you get the snap count, that's, that's the thing or the routes run. So it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things, like if they're behind and they're going with tempo, right. uh, He doesn't know enough of the playbook. It's like, how many, how many routes is he actually going to run here? GPP only, you know, but I think Aguilar is the safe, the safe play there Um, just because he's a guy that's going to be out there on three wide wide receiver sets
4: regardless. Yeah. He's going to be the one guy from this game that you'll probably get at like 1% owned in your tournaments, 2% owned. Like he's gonna be that well talking Golden Tate. Yep, Golden Tate.
2: Yeah. On my, on my. All right. Can you guys remind me on Sunday morning? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send you uh, a Slack. Be like, you you loved Golden Tate. Yeah. Make sure you have some Golden Tate.
4: Make sure you play fifty percent. And by the way,
2: just to give you an update on those kids, on the people that I talked to, um, where I'm always saying I gotta (laughs) stick to my own guns. So they gave (laughs) me the worst. (laughs) They gave me the worst one v one like decision the other night. I needed one one play in nBA basketball oh and they gave, they gave me the lineup sinker in uh bridges on uh the Hornets. Oh, um, yeah, right. and he just sang and I was like, and so I berated this. I literally spent an hour in uh discord just berating <laughs> them how how can you be a winner when every single time I ask for a a 1v1 question. You literally sink my lineup. And this is like 99% of the time, you know, and like, so at least what I did is I bashed them so hard, they will never answer a question I ask again. (laughs) So I'm on my own. So, and I like that and I'm glad. So at least I can only blame myself from here on out.
3: Well, if if they're wrong ninety nine percent of the time, then you should just be doing the exact. I job. should be
2: fading them. I know, but like they they both. I, one person chimed in, and I was like, I ignored him, and then the other guy came in and was like, Bridges too, and then I was like, Ah, uh, okay, and um and uh yeah, um good stuff. But anyway, so I thought that was funny. Um, all right, so what? Oh, so the game that kind of interests me just because they're two bad teams. And it's kind of like that NBA when you got like two bad teams that like are sloppy and just like weak fantasy production steals and blocks all over the place. Like when they play each other, like end up being a good game stack. It, this is what the Giants and Bucks games feels like to me. Now, of course, I worry about Eli, but like these are two bad teams. And the, you know, the Giants did give away – you know, like a bunch of their best, you know, pieces on defense. And uh, we know that Tampa's going to be chucking the ball. Um, and I don't think that, you know, Tampa's defense is bad. We know that. And know, we know what teams put up. So if Eli Eli can just have a respectable game, and he can actually check down, be check down Charlie like all he wants in this game. But I think this has the makings for like a lot of fantasy production and I'll just start off with that. I know Saquon's going to be popular, and I like Saquon. I'm with you on there. But, like, uh, Sterling Shepard, this yeah. is the play. This is the play.
3: I think this is my favorite spot if you want to roll with the inverse of what's going to be chalked. So if you want to go expensive wide receivers and cheap running backs or middle-tier running backs, this would be the game that I stack. Um you know Eli's been bad all year, but you pull up Odell's game log and targets. It's been so steady this year, and like he's never been a high target guy. But man, the last uh, last seven weeks, he's at at least ten targets, um, and has gone off plenty uh, plenty of scenarios. Now he gets the worst uh, pass defense uh, DVOA was uh, uh, versus the Bucks. So it's like one of those spots where yeah. Odell makes a ton of sense, and I I think he'll be pretty low owned due to the fact that everybody's going to be paying up at running back. So um, bringing it back with Mike Evans makes a lot of sense, and um, I mean you can bring it back obviously with lots of different guys for a Mm -hmm. team because they pop. I mean Godwin or Deshaun pop whenever. So
2: Kirk, Uh, Kirk's got the play.
4: I I I just want to say that if Odell Beckham is low on, I don't believe that. The, no way, Odell Beckham is low owned in this slate. I get the the running back pay up, but this this is like that's like one of the the best plays on the slate. This is the type of matchup where Eli is going to force the ball to him because he can. It's going to be easy because this defense is terrible, and they're going into it. Eli in tough matchups forces the ball to Odell Beckham. In easy matchups, he's going to throw all he's going to try and throw at Odell as much as possible to keep him happy. Yeah,
2: Uh, Odell's a freak. He's awesome. Um, He can, he can do well with Eli's quarterback. That says a lot. Um, This is a good spot for him, but I got the play and John, you better be with me on this one because you were with me on the last time. This was the play. And remember when uh, I liked him, even though it was Winston throwing it to him and you didn't, and you guys, you Look at how excited
3: he is right now. Well, this
2: is the play. This is because I always look for the speed matchup with Deshaun Jackson. Same Deshaun, yes. And I love it when the the snap counts for Godwin are starting to creep back up. And, you know, and so people look at snap counts and they don't want to play it. It's all about the speed matchup. And now he's got Fitzpatrick, who's completely capable of hitting him on a deep ball. And... Because he's gonna, he's gonna, he's, he gets the matchup with BW Webb, who is slow, um, been around a while, just can't. There's no way he can he can keep up with him. So it's gonna be there for Deshaun this week. Please come on board. Come on board with me, guys.
4: I, I think I, I, I'm gonna come on board, especially if Godwin, who I think didn't practice again today, Chris Godwin. Um, if he's out, then. I think I think DJX uh, becomes kind of popular, but maybe it's Humphreys. I don't know. I don't know. But I like. I would go DJX hundred
2: percent. And uh, he, you know, Godwin. Um, uh, well, Godwin did drop and snaps a little bit, but um, Deshaun had eight targets last week, right?
3: Uh, um, I have Godwin at seven targets, and
4: yeah, eight targets. Yep, six. Five catches, eight targets.
3: There's no doubt that those two affect each other, uh, obviously, the most. Yeah. Uh, Humphrey's consistently in the slot. So, um, I think if Godwin's out, Humphrey's role really doesn't change. So No, uh, but to, I
4: mean, people might – like, I think people will roster him more if Godwin's out just because he's cheaper and sure. not say it affects him more. I'm just saying they're just going to be like, oh, let's – you know, it limits their passing situation. Mm-hmm. Let's take a stab at a receiver. We need a cheap receiver because they're going running back you know high price running back so he's a cheap guy
2: being a parent can be really challenging child and family resource
3: network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support
2: services to help them on their parenting journey everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting visit
3: childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today
0: some people were made to follow the instructions We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.
2: Well, all we care about is that when you're going to look in all, you're going to get that DK flash alert that says big play alert.
4: I so will say though up. that no, oh, okay. the Go ahead. One, I'm sorry. The, the one guy that I love in, in this game is, um, from the Tampa Bay side is OJ Howard. I think I'm going to have a ton of OJ Howard, uh, this week you saw, uh, George Kittle, you know, last week they were feeding him in the beginning and then I don't know what happened in the end. They kind of like went away from him but he was consistently open and oj howard is a monster and i think people are going to look at his game log and you know dk dropped dropped his price just because he had one bad game but i'm totally fine i think he played 60 something percent of the snaps i'm totally fine rolling this guy out um against a bad giants defense Struggles against the tight end
2: i love i love oj howard I, I like him too. I'm a, I'll i get on board with that. Um, I'll have to write that down to remember. I'll say
3: this. Some guy that Chris got me on to, it was either yesterday or t- this morning, was Ricky Seals-Jones at 29. Yes, yes, good one. Uh, She's the spot versus Oakland where we know uh, this is the highest implied Arizona's had all, all year. And DJ's going to be super popular. So I think the way to say, hey, Arizona's going to score... Um, via Ricky Seals Jones inside the red zone instead of DJ, I think would really separate you from the field in on a, especially a chalky DJ.
2: They're both going to eat.
4: I think you just named my two tight ends for the week.
2: They're both going to eat. Um, okay. I don't think you have to worry about. I think they're both going to eat here. I think they they're they're going to use their stars now. And Larry, I would have no problem playing Larry Fitzgerald either.
4: Um, uh, one thing with Larry Fitzgerald, uh, he to me, I watched that entire game because I was. Super high on the Chiefs. I almost like had Tyreek Hill walk button. So I was I was watching that game the whole entire game. Larry Fitzgerald looked slow, and it scared me. I had him on a few lineups with you know Chiefs guys, and he looked just when did he oh, ever look oh, fast? Man. No, yeah. but he looked like like he could not like he could not get open. Slow, like he looked really old. Like you guys
3: remember crazy. that uh, Packer Packer Cardinal playoff game where it went into overtime? It was on one of Rogers' uh, hail marys, and then uh, Fitzy took that pass like seventy some yeah. yards.
2: Well, that was that the year they went to the Super Bowl?
3: Uh no, no, no. This was this was like 2014 playoffs. I want to say. No yeah. So 2014 playoffs. So it would probably have been like January 2015. It was like a divisional uh, matchup. But yeah, Fitzie takes it all the way down to like the two yard line, and then they gave him uh, they gave him like a like a quick pass for a touchdown uh for for it was like a two yard touchdown. But yeah, that was the last time he made like a super explosive play. I haven't, you know, outside of that, it's just like he catches it, falls down. Like
4: it's. Just- well, I'm just saying, ball gets hiked, and this guy's like jogging off the line. You can go back and like watch the tape. He was like jogging off the line, like it was it was frightening.
2: So I just want to touch on Lassie because I said – because this is the game, but I said I like Sterling Shepard so much. It's all about the matchup. He's got clearly the best matchup on the field against um, the, the Bucks, who um, – they have MJ Stewart who was out last week with a foot injury, um, has a terrible replacement. He's They've been talking about getting him out anyway. They're both terrible. Um, like, if there's there, – there should – game plan, like Sterling Shepard, all game in this, in this one. And so obviously everyone's going to want to be on Odell and Saquon, but like, this is a, this is a great, in you know, GPP play in my opinion, Sterling Shepard. And I think Djax. like I said, I think those are two guys that are going to have low ownership and like this is the week for them. Yeah. I'm on that call.
4: i that call. I would play, I, I, I could see playing uh, Shepard and Odell or shepherd and bark. I, mean,
2: I like this game. We can game stack yeah. the whole thing, but like you can also Same. play around different ways with it with uh, you know, all, all these different leverage plays within the game. So, I like this game a lot. Now, who uh, who's got the next game? Who's got a, a different game that they really like?
3: I'll bring up uh, like a pace game. Um obviously everybody was all about uh the Titans last week. Uh they get to go play in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is the fastest offense uh for uh Seconds per snap uh, basis, um, uh, their their opponents have been running a ton of plays. So uh, again, I think I'm going to go back to Tennessee uh, here uh, for uh, double stacks. Again, like this is a tough slate to find uh, value, but Corey Davis like has such a huge target share, and I still don't think like his price tag is anywhere near where it should be, um, especially in this scenario where you know the game's uh, going to be playing at a faster pace than they're normally used to. Uh, so And then also being in a dome, I just feel like this is a great situation. Again, two, uh, two very below average teams that are putting up 49 points. Um, seems like a great spot uh, for a Mariota-Davis. And then I don't know where Deion Lewis's, uh projected ownership's going to be right now, but he definitely burned a lot of people Last week, he wasn't efficient whatsoever. Uh, barely utilized in the re- uh, receiving game, but I can see going right back. To yeah, that. great,
2: great week to go back to him. I just want to throw yeah. something out there um, that I just read on uh, Pro Football Focus about the, the the pace. Just to throw it out there, so that you know, the um, they the Colts do sit near the top of place per game standings, but um, it's effectively deceiving. He's saying is because they've effectively ditched their no huddle after um, their no-huddle offense after leading the league through six weeks. And their seconds per snap pace has dropped to third slowest during the last month um, after they operated the league's fastest offense through the opening six games. So it's just something to monitor a little bit. But um, I totally agree with you um, about – I don't think it even matters with Corey Davis. Like you said, he's getting such a huge – you know, such a huge, so much volume, like he's their guy. And it, the, the reason he's doing so well now is because Mariota's is actually healthy Yeah, and he's a, they, he abused Gilmore last week. I mean, it, I think he, you, you got to go back to this guy again this week.
3: Also, just, just to tell the listeners, a lot of the hurry up offense too is really utilized at home, like where you don't have to deal with crowd noise and you're able to do like uh, your normal, like get to the line um, and just running plays. So um sometimes at, at home offenses can kind of do whatever they want because they, they don't have to deal with the away crowd so um interesting though that, that they yeah i just running. wanted to
2: bring it up because i just it, it, i just read it before we uh we got on here and it like totally stuck out to me because i was totally thinking the opposite in my own head i was like um you know looking for ammunition about the thing so it's just something to monitor but um yeah, I, I like this game too. I mean, I I, I just love I love Corey Davis. So
4: uh, one guy, and I know Chris was on last week. Uh, T. Y. Hilton. Um, I think this is the week where you can get on some T. Y. Hilton. I think his price is wicked fair. I think it's it's underpriced for him at sixty one hundred um, back at home um, in the dome in the dome. This is this is this is the play. Um, I love Ty here. Um, I like him a little bit more than Corey Davis, so I'll probably have a little bit more Ty than Corey Davis, but I still I still like Corey Davis this week because, um, like Brett said, his price is still cheap. But I just I love this spot for Ty Hilton. I think this could be a uh, you know one fifty and two um, week for him. So I I love him this week.
3: Is there any love – do you guys have any love for uh, Marlon Mack in this spot? I mean, he
4: popped uh, multiple uh, times. Uh, no, and it's because I, I have love for another running back near him that we'll get to in a sec. Okay. Should try, I, I
2: mean, have love for him?
3: I, I, I don't know. This is, just seems like a, a decent spot where they're uh, You you obviously want uh, – like. I mean, this seems like a great spot touchdown equity-wise for Marlon Mack. Uh, we've seen his uh, usage just go off the charts the last three weeks. I don't know. To me, to me, like this seems like a spot where you're going to get a guy for super low ownership. Um, all these guys too uh, that we've we've named as plays, they're they're at the mid-tier to cheaper level. So um, it's a way that you can like stack this game somewhat and then stack another game. Uh, maybe with some more expensive guys and, and get a lineup in uh, that way. Uh, a lot of these guys are just dirt cheap. So
2: only thing that worries me, I, I believe this Titans defense is pretty good, especially against the run, and they've, they've yet to allow even 18 points to any running back.
4: Yeah, it's definitely a tough matchup.
2: Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, maybe I'll look into it more. Maybe I should be on him, but um, I hadn't I hadn't thought about him. Um, what about Dontrell Inman?
4: Butler.
2: What about Dontrell Inman all of a sudden coming out of the woodworks? He's getting a ton of targets. Um, <laughs> ah, forget <laughs> it. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Although Demarc, did you guys see Demarcus? Remember I said Demarcus Robinson? He did outscore Chris Conley. Just want to throw that out there, and they they uh, they did go to him a little bit. Um,
3: I remember when he was chalk like last year, uh, oh, he had. busted,
2: but there was another, oh, yeah. there was another week that when nobody before he became chalk, when I was on him and he went nuts and then he became chalk. Um, mm-hmm.
4: I, I, I remember when nobody talked about Tyreek Hill last week, absolutely nobody. And yeah. then he started off the game, 50 yard pass, 40 yard pass <laughs> for a touchdown. <laughs> I had him. I
2: had him. Um, thanks to you. And, uh, I had that game because I, I, I just wanted to run dj back with someone so he was like the obvious, yeah. obvious
3: that player. that was the perfect leverage spot right because you had you had kansas city kind of playing a, a tough pass defense and everybody was going to be on um kareem hunt there so yeah, yeah that was, I had
2: too much kareem hunt oh my cash lineup if you guys saw my cash line, i did crunch time and uh i gave two versions i was like here's like a, a normal good cash lineup that you guys can use <laughs> i'm not using it because <laughs> I'm, I'm using this crazy one if you want to come and, and take a walk with me you know you're more than welcome to i showed it to him it was ter- it was Mariota, uh deon lewis but it didn't have cory davis davis but it had it had i faded girly ever i had kareem hunt i had like uh oh i played a uh, duke in cash it was it was kind of i don't believe
3: right what i think duke still had what 14 15 points i had
2: josh gordon yeah no he was fine he was like but like so i, I had uh it was duke dion lewis i had josh gordon uh i can't remember who else i had oh, i didn't have, i didn't didn't have michael thomas that was the problem
3: so, I mean, you called that big time too. I don't know if we talked about that on the show, but everybody was all over Gordon and nobody was talking Edelman
4: and the ownership yeah. difference between who was so, ridiculous. So I sent that out to, I think you guys in the Slack uh, on Sunday morning. And then I was yeah. talking with my brother and um, he makes, you know, he's, he, he, he doesn't play a, a ton. He makes like one lineup and he throws it in there. So he'll call me and, you know, We'll talk about like things for like you know twenty minutes, something like that. And I, was just to, I was just telling him, I go, dude, if you if you take Edelman and leverage the Gordon ownership, and he goes off and, and Gordon doesn't, you're going to be in a good spot. And so he actually did it, and he actually had a good, he actually had a good a uh, uh, good night. But um,
2: dude, I thought yeah. like I thought like Gordon was such a smash right from the like right off the bat. They just target, target, target. Like he had that forty four yard reception. He was mm-hmm. getting, like, every target was going his way. He had – I mean, if, if we got points for air yards. Yeah, he crush it. Yeah. But, uh, caught, like,
4: you know – He got, like, three balls, too, man. He should have caught, like
2: – Yeah, but he had that finger. Like, he's got that dislocated uh, thumb
4: yeah, or yeah. something. They yeah. take that. they tape those two fingers together yeah. after that it's, one. It's weird.
3: it's weird in fantasy that you don't get points for um, uh, pass interference calls. Like, I mean, there's there's certain guys, Deshaun Jackson being one, that I feel like gets so many pass interference calls. And, like, if a 40- or 50-yard pass interference call, like, you, you feel like you should
2: earn something out of that. You know what's the worst is in baseball – when your batter's up there and gets catcher's interference, he doesn't even get the points for a walk. He gets a zero. He gets nothing. He gets his at bat take
4: on the catcher,
3: right? Yeah,
2: he gets his so. at bat taken away from him. I'm like, <laughs> how does that make any sense?
4: How does that justice? How does that justice to my lineups?
2: Yeah, like at least should be a walk,
4: right?
3: Right, Has there ever been, like, uh, catcher's interference on, like, a, a home run or, like, even a double or something? Like, I mean, is that possible where oh, like,
2: you get – Like, smack? Like, yeah, you, like, if they call it back, like – I mean, obviously, it would be pretty tough. It doesn't count. You hit his glove. Yeah. First base. <laughs> and you'd probably break his hand.
3: But yeah, uh, I've i uh, so I used to be a catcher. You get like the the back swings like on your glove often. Like a guy that just like would swing like Ken Griffey Jr. and kind of just fling the bat backwards. Oh, the worst.
2: Look at this. We got a catcher. We got a CrossFit owner. We got homeowners on this show. I'm a dog owner. That's all I, <laughs> I am. A <laughs> I'm a dog owner.
4: All right. So let's let's get into let's get into some more running backs. There's a guy that we haven't discussed yet. Yep. I, I, I think is going to be super low-owned because of the matchup. I think I like James Conner. I think he no one's going to play him against Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. Um, he's just – I mean, this team, Pittsburgh, they're just they, – they're feeding the running back. Like, their offense goes through the running back. I, they get so many, like like Brett said, like, pass plays. They get so many plays, like, at the one – where then it's just one-yard touchdown, James Conner. Like, it just – it happens all the time. They – this guy is just I, – I, I don't even know. We said Baltimore was a tough matchup. Then he goes out and he gets 32 fantasy points against probably one of the best run D's in the whole league. So Jacksonville is someone who I do not mind picking on with a running back and especially a really good one with a team who feeds the running back and has one of the best teams and offensive lines – um so yeah james connor low ownership i think i'm going there i think that's my gpp dart
2: this is scary to me because brett what what defense did i tell you i was actually considering in uh, slack today do you remember don't say jerks. it was the jags
4: uh, oh i don't i don't
3: yeah,
2: know. I
4: actually remember that just play oh. the cardinals like everyone else and just take your 10 12 points from oakland come on
2: I feel like now's the time. I feel like when you count them out. All
4: right. Hey,
3: I do want to talk about uh, the Baltimore situation and, you know, obviously we have two running quarterbacks that could possibly be played. Um, I think what this could do is really affect Alex Con- uh, Collins in a positive way. Um, do you guys kind of agree with that? I mean, like usually running quarterbacks are good uh, for uh, a running back situation. Um, Plus, you know, just obviously as a safety valve out of the backfield. Uh, this is a spot too at home versus a Bengals defense. The Bengals defense has been brutal versus running backs, but they have faced some pretty elite running backs. They faced uh, the Saints where um, Kamara and Ingram went for 160 and two, uh, two touchdowns, uh, they faced Kareem Hunt uh, that crushed them for 140 and three touchdowns. And they faced James Conner that obliterated him. So I think this is a spot where, I don't know, the, the Ravens can really control this game, uh, I feel like, on the ground. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think Collins will be a good value spot if you want to go for a cheap running back, expensive wide receiver type lineup.
2: I think this is an awesome play. I think this is – if he's ever going to be an awesome play, this is the week. So I'm def, I, he was someone I was totally looking at today, and uh, I agree. I'm on board. What about you, JSU? And it's JSU, not J John. What? what how am I supposed to say it? John Surab?
4: Uh, Surab uh,
2: Suravian. No, but it's what? JSU, like right. CSU Ram. It's JSU Rab CSU Ram. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we're
4: that's going. That's the way I've always said it too. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. Hold on here. I think Bobby uh, started. Answering. I
2: think Bobby started that on our like Grinders Live. I think. Yeah, I th-
4: I, th- I think so too. I, and think I just rolled started. with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just going with it. Uh, no, before I answer this question, I want to know Brett's thoughts on James Conner. I refuse to answer this question. Brett didn't even take give his take on my my sleeper GPP guy. He Just sat there quiet. You know, like me talking to myself, Brett. Yeah. What about James Conner? Okay, so the last time they faced a, you know, tough
3: defense on the road, it was the Ravens, and I was totally off the train there, but then you see the usage, and especially Roethlisberger on the road, they can't trust the guy uh, to throw passes on the road, so this offense will be run through Connor, and I totally agree that he's going to get lost in ownership at the price range he's at at 7,200, so it does make for a perfect pivot off of david johnson i would only obviously do it in tournament formats but i mean you're gonna see what 10 to 10 to 12 percent uh on connor whereas david johnson's gonna be like like 35 percent he's gonna be the most most owned guy i think on the slate so let me just
4: let me just hit you with some quick stats here all right um kansas city had two touchdowns on the ground and um, about 100 yards rushing, 115 yards rushing on the ground. Dallas had like 820 yards on the ground, had two rushing touchdowns, one from Elliott, one from Dak. Um, Houston, Lamar Miller ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. All right, these are against Jacksonville. So, well, like th- that, those were four of the last five games or four, uh, three of the last five, uh, four games. Why can't James Connor do the same thing as Lamar Miller against this Jags game? And really, how are they going to score their points? You know, like, I don't feel like, to me. Exactly. What, what are they throwing it up to Antonio Brown for all of them? Like, no, yeah. this is a James Connor spot. I actually do like Juju, but, you know, you kind of want to avoid be the them. second guy. He would be the second guy I would look at. But James Conner is by far the vocal point of this offense. You do want to avoid the outside corners in, in
3: Jacksonville. But saying that, um, I know in the playoff game, uh, Juju actually had a pretty bad stat line. It was like uh, like three catches for six yards and a touchdown in the playoff game. And then Antonio Brown, the last two games, has gone over 100 yards. So,
4: um, but, but I'm saying it's like what the, those were all losses. Kansas City, Dallas, Houston, um, they were all losses. What are they doing? They're pounding them on the ground. They're, they're running through them. Like, that is what teams are doing. They're, they're not targeting them through the air. They're That's trying to run through them, and then it opens up the pass. They're not, they're not passing to open – it's the opposite. They're trying to run the ball. Yep. So, like, Pittsburgh's going to know this. They're, they watch the film. Like, they're going to see what other teams are doing. And it's obviously working because all these teams beat Jacksonville –
2: So, you know, I'm playing playing Jags D fine. I'll go James (laughs) Connor and run right through you. you, you, Of course you will. Um, um, but anyway, uh, one guy I wanted to bring up quickly. Um, you know, he looks awesome to me. Amari Cooper.
3: Uh, I was just gonna, I was gonna bring him up too.
2: (laughs) All right, let's go talk. Talk about him.
3: I mean, this is, this is the spot of all spots for Amari. Um, in Atlanta, in a dome. Um, yeah, just this is a great spot. Atlanta just gives up so many yards through, through the air, uh, whether that be from running backs or wide receivers. Uh, I, I I'm going to want to have a lot of ownership with Amari, especially at his price tag of 5,400. I think he's he's uh, priced at a, like a perfect spot. So um, I think he will be chalky by the by Sunday. Um, I haven't really listened to too many podcasts out there yet, but. Um, it's a spot where I think this is good chalk.
4: Yeah. yeah I, I, I think he's a good, I think he's a good chalk play. Um, his price is way too cheap. Um, definitely has talent. And especially if you're not going with Elliot, then I think he's a guy you have to look at for sure.
2: He's a great route runner. Um, he's gets separation. He already has 11 catches, 133 yards touchdown. Um, and, uh, Dak missed him on, like, when he totally had everybody beat uh, last week. This is a – this is – I think he's going to smash. I mean, I, you, I, I like I, – I think you can play him with Zeke. I know you get the – you obviously you can get a little bit of leverage on either either way you go here. You could play just single with Amari and hope that Zeke busts. But uh, I, I see plenty of room for both of them in, in this game. Um, any of these other cheap guys on the Cowboys or anything, or, or maybe like a Calvin Ridley?
3: What do you think ownership of, uh, Cortland's, uh suit or Suttons going to be? I mean, this guy was chalked two weeks ago. Then he has a buy, uh, coming. It's, it's going to be like half the, half the ownership. He was that doesn't week. that feel kind of, kind of good. Like as a GPP play, I mean, like, I just feel like um, a guy that was super chalk and now coming out of a buy, people haven't really uh, looked at the situation. And then I think everybody kind of avoids the, the chargers. Uh, this isn't yeah, the He's going to get Hayward. Is, how is, is Hayward. How is uh, Hayward uh, ranked on the
2: season? Uh, I don't have it. Um, I don't feel like
3: he's been anywhere near as elite as he was last year. I know he's, there. I think I
2: mean, he, he's their top I, quarterback, that's for
4: sure. I think, didn't he like just struggle in the beginning, but now he's been kind of coming on of late. I also think that if they get Bosa back, that just it makes it even tougher. Um. Yeah, I do. I do
3: have his uh, cornerback ratings pretty pretty high, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> uh, in our in our wide receiver cornerback uh, matchup chart on rotor Grinders, for whatever reason, Tim Patrick uh, is uh, squared up against him. So. Well, it's
2: there's 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 some. Contra- there, it's not a, a lock that he's going to get Hayward, but it's, it's very possible. They may do something to give, to, to put him on emo. Um, but in the slot. Yeah. But that it's most likely that Hayward's going to be on, on Sutton that's, is what I'm showing.
3: That's, that's news to stick with then because I mean, if that is, you know, based upon where he's lined up, I mean, I would love to go uh, and get exposure to the other guy. Cause I mean, this is a spot where the chargers uh, pasty, uh, hasn't been great at all. Um,
2: so. so the the problem is is that Hayward doesn't go in the slot. So it makes more sense that Hayward would match up with Sutton, but like I don't think we're gonna know. I don't think there's gonna be news we're gonna catch. I think it's you gotta like you gotta guess.
3: Yeah, it's not like yeah. Not like the uh, Cortland Sutton's like a big time wide receiver where you know reporters are going to ask him, "Hey, are you going to be going up against Cortland Sutton?" It's not yeah. like, a, like who. Marky well, I think
4: it's it's still though. It's kind of a price play, right? Like this guy has talent. This guy and has, owner and you know,
2: an, an ownership side, like, price and ownership.
4: Right. So I mean, it, from that standpoint, it's not a bad play. You know.
2: Never. And defenses don't matter, as everyone says in every single show. Oh, yeah. And, and it, we and found that out with Gilmore. <laughs>
4: You know,
3: just looking at uh, the DVOA numbers for uh, wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, and wide receiver threes against the Chargers, there's really no distinguish. They're 24, 22, and 21. So it's not like you're seeing um, the number one spot kind of
2: shut down, whereas the wide receiver two pops, you know. Yep. All right. Um, Is that a wrap, fellas?
3: Yeah.
4: I'd I'd say we threw out uh, quite a few names out there.
2: Let's uh, let's give them you know our
4: favorite like one or two guys and roll it through. Call it a show. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm All good.
4: All right, you got. All
3: you, right, got I'll you got win. one. Uh, okay. Uh, you you got one. Uh, start started off. Yeah, give us the good one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> give us the good
3: one. Give
2: us the hundred thousand dollar one. That's fine. James Connor.
4: Boom. Done. Everyone, lock it in and and, and head out. I'm not playing live anymore. I do like I do like James Conner. I, I I will be playing him, but a guy that um, I absolutely love probably Odell Beckham would be one guy, and then uh, I'm gonna say OJ Howard. It's the other guy. Those Anti-band, two guys, I, I love those two guys this week. Um, all right. I will for like a
3: a cheaper guy that I don't think is gonna be highly rostered. It's gonna be uh, Nelson Aguilar at 4100. Um, just a spot where I think uh, the Eagles are going to be throwing quite a bit, still not confident in Colton Bolton tate at all, Uh, getting a lot of targets. And then um, maybe more of a, uh, like a chalkier guy, but I think it's, I'm going right back to the well on Corey Davis. There's just no way Um, with, with the guy's usage in this offense. um, And, you know, Kirk did mention about uh, the pace being a little bit slower for the Colts. So that's something that I'm,
1: Going to want to
3: look into also, but uh, I think this is a spot where you have two bad teams, and we know what Corey Davis. Is. I don't think
2: that affect I think Corey Davis's usage is so high on this offense, and Mariota is playing so well. I don't care what what a few ticks on sure. snaps or pace or whatever. Yeah, I think he's good to go. So I like that call. I'm going to leave you guys with my boy in the same game as JSU's uh, Sterling Shepard. He's going to be the pivot. You can so make a lineup with JSU's with Odell. Make one with Sterling Shepard. Um, and I also like Djax. and uh, David Johnson is going to smash again. He's going to be very good chalk. And uh, I just want to know last, I want to leave the show. After you won the 100K, probably more, it was 115 just from your first two lineups or whatever. And God knows if you had any other contests and whatnot. But how did you feel the next day, or who did you feel like?
4: Honestly, I was so tired. From, I literally didn't go to bed until like 3 and woke up at 4.30 and went to work at 5. And I, f- <laughs> I just felt like, store, huh? <laughs> I-, I did actually still feel really good. Uh, again, I'm not 6'6", I'm 5'6". There's a big difference. But you felt but like you were 6'. I felt like I was 6'6". I stood up on a chair uh, in my office and I felt, I felt that tall.
2: You By felt the like way, six, the six next day, the thats what I wanted to hear. By the that's way, it. the next
4: day in that same exact
3: tournament, I took fifteenth place. I thought I thought there was a shot that we'd go back to back. I know, of course. Of not, you know,
2: whenever and whenever Brett says he has the nuts, or like, <laughs> I already know it's over. It's oh, over, dude. Yeah. He said that in the Slack that night on
4: Monday. Yeah, I knew it was I over. At and I was at like three hundred with LeVert or something like that, and I'm sitting there going, "Shut up, Brett! Right now, I, I can't even feel my like I can't even feel my like feet and my toes right now. My body's going numb. I'm sitting here watching this game, but my heart's pounding out of my chest." You never
3: well, told like, us that you
4: had a sweat at all. No, you did it. You did it. Anything. I was like, I, like, like, I, I would have jinxed it. it in the quickness. <laughs> it would have been... <laughs> it been, it been it See, was like, Russell was like on fire, too. I'm like, I'm you're not lucky. saying nothing. You're I'm lucky not because
2: you're lucky, cause so, I had Montrezl split. that night. So, like, you're lucky that he didn't bust, like, foul out or whatever. Dude, I had him, I had
4: him too. Oh, my God. I'm so lucky. See,
2: that's why I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything for that reason. All right. So, that's a wrap. Thank you for... Tune in. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. Uh, this is the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast. Thanks a lot.